0: Keyshawn J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: Good Monday morning. Millions upon millions weighing in with various opinions on the question that Stephen A. just broached there. What in the world were the Packers thinking? Keyshawn J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Fellas, Super Bowl 55 is set. They often say, cliche-wise, it's not about the destination It's about the journey. Well, the NFL journey through 256 regular season games. Better late than never. They got them all in. The playoffs went off without a hitch. And now the ultimate destination for the league and the best possible matchup they could have envisioned when this season began, stalled, and kept going. Mahomes, Brady, Chiefs, Bucks, Super Bowl 55. We're all over it for the next four hours and, frankly, for the next two weeks. Key, I know you were up a little later than normal last night. Let's get your thoughts on the game, how you took in championship Sunday. We'll get Jay's thoughts, and, of course, Aaron Rodgers will make his presence felt as well.
2: If that was your way of saying they were working me to death, yes, that would be correct. But I signed up for it, and I'm excited about it. and (laughs) It makes all the sense in the world to have me and Boomer – do NFL primetime, doing championship week, Zubin. Uh, it was an amazing show. Keith, the know, show just,
3: was dope last night, man. Just to jump, it was it was watching old school and new school. It was incredible, man. Much love.
2: I appreciate it. it, it the weekend was was great overall. I mean, it was just you know you got the championship week, you got a chance to you know kind of wait for these games throughout the course of the day on Sunday, and then when we finally got the first game, and then we. You know, we rolled into that second game last night. It just was um, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was really, really, really a lot of fun. But when you look at it as a whole, though, things didn't turn out the way that I envisioned it. I, I had Green Bay winning the game just because I thought it was Aaron Rodgers' time. Uh, but things didn't – it didn't go that way, Zubin. It didn't go that way, Jay. Mm. There
1: is no question about it. And Aaron Rodgers, well, it simply didn't go his way as well there he is one in four in nfc championship games at this particular point you got to think about it from this particular perspective speaking of four it was all about four fourth and eight you know the rest aaron Rodgers was seemingly as much as in the dark as we were after he said this after the game
0: based on the call maddie allowed me to call that third down play um if i had known we were going to kick it if we had get it you know maybe something else would have been uh, uh maybe gone with uh, some sort of uh you know crossing routes maybe there uh, instead but i thought we you know maybe we're gonna have four chances to go
1: and jay i would tell you right off the oh. bat on the other side matt lafleur said sure i regret it but he didn't seem nearly as broken up as aaron Rodgers. that you could just hear it there in his voice
3: two words ubin fireable offense <laughs> fireable offense key matt lafleur Robbed Aaron Rodgers of his legacy moment of his legacy moment. Let's put this in perspective about how talented this team, this Green Bay Packers team is in the red zone key. They are the best team in NFL history in red zone this season with 48 touchdowns on 60 trips, the best team in NFL history this season in the red zone, 48 touchdowns on 60 trips. That's like not giving the ball to Michael Jordan for the last shot or allowing him to make the last play. And the fact, key that there was miscommunication, and the fact that Aaron Rodgers at the post game presser says there was miscommunication. Well, if I know we were going to kick a field goal, maybe I would have made a different play at the line of scrimmage. That's beyond me. That's beyond me. And if I'm Aaron Rodgers, if I'm taking this time, to really determine whether I want to come back to Green Bay right now, or if I want to pull Deshaun Watson and say I'm gonna get my tail out of there, I'm putting this whole season into context. Hmm, let me see. We didn't we didn't get Michael Pittman. We didn't get you know a, a, a top wide receiver. Uh, we got Jordan Love. Okay, I had an MVP year. I destroyed everybody. Thirteen and three, one of the best records there is in the NFL. I'm the MVP. And I don't have the ball in my hands down the stretch to make a play. How do you even look your head coach in the eye moving forward, Key? I don't know how you do it.
2: Well, you 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 look your head coach in the eye because you're part of
3: what we Yesterday,
2: <laughs> as as a little bit of the problem, I think when you Aaron Rodgers, yeah, Aaron Rodgers can get a pass on the fourth down situation and, and the kick the field goal. But he, I felt that on third down, he had an opportunity to run. He felt like there was somebody behind him. No one was closing on him, in my opinion, looking at the video. He could have made it to the pot front pylon. That's just what I saw. He felt different. It's fine. But what I would say is Matt LaFleur certainly should have given the ball to Aaron Rodgers on fourth down. But I, 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 I understand his thought process when you look at it. How? They score – well, I understand this thought process. I get the points. We pin them deep after the kickoff. I got a, I trust my defense. I got a shot. But your defense had not stopped Tom Brady for the most part all game long. But I also, when I look at it, I can say this. Give it to Aaron Rodgers on fourth down. If he doesn't get it, I would rather take my shot at Tom Brady backed up at the five-yard line opposed to having Jadon Mickens slide down at the 25, you've given them about 20 yards of real estate where their backs are not backed up. The play calling changes when you are deep in your own territory from an offensive standpoint because they threw the ball right there and, 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 and advanced it to continue to move the clock and get the first down. Now, if you're backed up at the five-yard line, say so to speak, or let's say they're around the five or whatever because they did not get in, it's a different mindset for coaching staff on the other side for Byron Leftwich. He's calling a different play because he doesn't want to take a chance on clock stoppage, something happening, interception, sack fumble, safety, anything like that. So the mindset is three straight runs, kick it. We're not throwing at all. So I, I get it, but then on the flip side of things, I don't get it because it's Aaron Rodgers that's out there on the football field. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick probably would have never done that. I could tell you who wouldn't have never done it. Andy Reid would have never done it. You go back and look at Andy Reid's tenure in Philadelphia and some of it here in Kansas City. He doesn't do that, especially with Patrick Mahomes, Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick, guys that have been stars in this league at the quarterback position.
3: He did it with
1: Chad Henney.
2: (laughs) Oh, better yet. There you go. He did did it with Chad Henney.
1: Think about it from this standpoint, fellas. LaFleur has done a great job, obviously, overall, back-to-back 13-3 seasons. Being on the brink of the Super Bowl in back-to-back years, but right now that terrific two-year start has been completely washed away by one call. We should mention just the defense of Lafleur. I'm not defending the indefensible to many out there, but Lafleur's rationale was they had three timeouts They were going to get another timeout at the two-minute warning, which actually came at 1:56. So he thought they could stop the clock on four different occasions. Obviously, there was the mitigating factor of we've got to give the ball back to Tom Brady, and when you have the goat on the other side, yeah, you got Rodgers on one side, but with Brady on the other side, you got to get the ball back and just want to mention this is something we'll get into throughout the course of the morning. Jay and Key have both mentioned this. Contracts are made to be broken. Aaron Rodgers is tied to the Packers through the 2023 season via a $134 million extension, but he was the first guy after the game to essentially say futures are uncertain here in Green Bay, including mine. On the way this morning, Tom Brady is headed to his 10th Super Bowl. He's got a career full of lifetime accomplishments, but is what he did yesterday with his brand-new team, the best one of all. The fellas weigh in, and we want your opin- opinion next on ESPN Radio. Tom's a goat. Uh, last year, I think we ended 7-9. He's probably the biggest reason we are where we are. It's a tough journey to get here. You know, now home Super
3: Bowl for the first time in NFL history, I think if any time you're the first time doing something, uh, it's usually a pretty good thing. This is Keyshawn J. Willins ubin
4: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
3: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. The podcast.
1: Certainly been a trailblazer in his career. There's no doubt about that. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented oh. by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear hotline this morning, including the front office insider Mike Tannenbaum and our dozen year NFL quarterback Dan Orlovsky, who actually predicted these two teams would meet in Tampa before the season began, will go inside their minds to essentially see how they went from start to finish there in just a bit. I mentioned Tom the Trailblazer, Super Bowl 55 home stadium, as you probably heard a million times before, has never been done before. Tom Brady has spent half of his career essentially in the Super Bowl. Smaller sample size. Patrick Mahomes has essentially done the very same. Here we go. Though this time it's not an AFC title game they'll square off in. It's the Super Bowl. Here's Mahomes on playing the goat on the biggest stage in sports.
5: Yeah, I mean the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl. Uh, being able to go up against one of the one of the greatest, if not the greatest, quarterback of all time in his. 150th Super Bowl. I mean, it's going to be a great experience for me. I mean, to, to go out there and get to get, have a chance to repeat and get to do it against the best. I mean, it's uh, it's something special, and I'm excited for the opportunity.
1: Indeed, it only stands to reason that maybe one day we'll look up in 20 years and we'll say greatest quarterback of all time, and instead of Mahomes talking about Brady, it'll be somebody talking about Mahomes. Plenty of time to get there, but obviously both trending in the right direction, Brady showing no signs of age, and Mahomes coming into his own age, 25, 26 years old with everything in front of him. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Okay, Key, Tom Brady's had some amazing accomplishments throughout his 21-year career, and we live in the world. I'll be the first to say it, you know, this is Sports Talk. Radio: The latest is the greatest. We don't remember something that happened two weeks ago, but at the end of the day is what happened yesterday. First year, new team, new conference, putting them on their back, snapping the NFL's second longest playoff drought, winning three games on the road, and going to the Super Bowl. Even if they don't win number 55, is what he did yesterday the greatest accomplishment of all? No, I'm not going to shorten it up, Key, because this is one of the greatest players of all time, so I'm going to let it go, bro.
2: (laughs) Um I would I would say you know I, first of all what caught my attention there Zubin was Patrick Mahomes kind of had to catch himself when he said the greatest quarterback then he had to say wait hold on one of the mm-hmm. greatest quarterbacks there cuz I'm not done quite yet um it, it's look man what what can you say I'm I'm sitting here and I'm just kind of like wow you know yesterday as time was ticking away and it was clear that Brady was going to the Super Bowl again, it's just like, damn, like enough already. Share it with somebody else. But you know, certain players in certain situations, no matter what you try and do, they just, for whatever reason, they got that it factor, that magic, that snack, crackle, pop that will take you to the next level. And clearly, the beginning of the season, you talked about Dan Orlowski uh, zooming there saying that the two teams were going to meet in the Super Bowl, and his prediction was certainly – Right. Um, it's just how can you go from 20 years in New England and everything you did for the New England Patriots and then just put on another jersey and wind up in the same situation that you were in before with the New England Patriots, which is another Super Bowl appearance. Like how could you – it's it's like LeBron James. It's You could just take him, drop him with a team – like, if you took Tom Brady and put him on the Detroit Lions right now, they might be in the damn NFC championship game next year. <laughs> I mean, that's just, it's crazy. You know, you take Tom Brady and put him on the Jacksonville Jaguars, all of a sudden, they win the division. It's, hey, hats off to him. I mean, he is, his career is amazing. That's all I can say.
3: Yeah, I'm sitting there watching the game last night in the second half, knowing that Casey's going to win. It, and I'm thinking to myself, damn, this is going to be like Michael Jordan. Like when he's 42, 43 years old versus LeBron James in his prime in the Super Bowl." And then Tony Romo says it. And it, it, it's so true, right? You have the greatest quarterback of all time for now. While you have a quarterback that believes he's a, he's the greatest of all time. And the fact that last time that I think, Patrick Mahomes has lost a game by more than one possession. I think it was back in 2016, back when he was in college. And he's about about back-to-back Super Bowl appearances. That's how talented he is. And look, Tom Brady, three picks. They won it off their defense. He came out strong in the first half. But it's about – I always feel like Tom Brady is at the right place at the right time. And the combination of the way Byron Leverage and company – Picked on Kevin King. We will talk about that. The cornerback for Green Bay. The whole damn game, pretty much. Even down to the last possession where he got that P.I. that sealed the game uh, for this team. It's uh, just miraculous how this continues to work out for Tom Brady in his favor. It's incredible.
2: You know, we Zubin, that conversation about the greatest of all time, right? It's it's clear you want to have that conversation. If you're sitting around the table and you're watching ball or you're in the barbershop and you want to just – get into a conversation with your friends at the barbershop. You could have that conversation. Because he's the winningest quarterback in the postseason that there is, mm. when you look at it, you automatically equate that to the greatest of all time. I don't ever put him or nobody else as the greatest of all time because there's so many conversations you could have, you know, with with Joe Montana, with Johnny Oway, you know Tom Brady, and to a point, we were just talking about Aaron Rodgers potentially being in that conversation if he went on and won another Super Bowl. That now has to wait at least another year, uh, but we could start to have that serious conversation about a young Patrick Mahomes who is now embarking up on his second Super Bowl in back-to-back years. This hasn't happened since the New England Patriots did it a while back. Now you start to have that conversation. Think about it. If it wasn't for D. Ford's toe, Zubin, on the line of scrimmage, or foot, or whatever they decided to call it, he may be on his third straight Super Bowl appearance. It may very well win, would have won three in a row. So it's kind of wild. It's so so wild to look at him and know that Patrick Mahomes wins this Super Bowl against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You've probably got another Five, six real shots at going back to back again.
1: There's no doubt about it. You're right. Three straight could have been on the table if not for one call. Also, keep in mind that a lot of people have said over the years, you know, you got to be injury free, you got to be lucky. Well, let's be honest. Patrick Mahomes was banged up last year. They battled through it. He missed four games. He obviously was banged up in the last round of the playoffs. They battle through it. So this is a team that knows that even if their quarterback goes down with some sort of injury, everybody will tell you it's all about luck and staying healthy. This is a team that's weathered the injury situation and still come out on top. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. We're asking this morning, Key just weighed in, Jay just weighed in, is this Tom Gr- Brady's greatest accomplishment? We want to hear from you. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 We'll take some calls throughout the morning. We'll obviously check out your tweets as well at KeyJNZ on Twitter. Again, 888 say ESPN, 888 Is this Brady's greatest accomplishment? Line up the calls. We'll try to get to him, fellas. Just a couple of or a few examples here on the uh, Twitter poll. Guys weighing in. Luke, what is the greatest accomplishment of all time for TB12? Luke, quote, Marrying a supermodel. Connor.
3: (laughs) He's not wrong. No,
1: he's not wrong. He's going a little outside the box. Connor going back inside the box. 28-3, referencing the comeback against the Falcons being down 25 in the Super Bowl. Jose said, and this is something we got into last week, fellas, the pain he's causing Patriots fans right now. And Gator, (laughs) Gator looking ahead, saying hopefully still to come. I'm not sure what Mm. can top everything we've already seen. What's
2: today, Zubin? Today is Monday, right? Monday, January 25th. So we got about... Two weeks of New England Patriot, Tom Brady, overkill. That's getting ready to happen starting the day. It's just going to be, oh, the Patriots, it's all, oh, the Patriots, if they would have, if Tom Brady, see, I told you about Tom Brady. Like, that's his, <laughs> that's his most accomplished thing is the fact that he was able to do what he did in Boston, and now he's doing it in Tampa
3: Bay. But key, I would say that his greatest accomplishment. I mean, granted, you can go back to that Falcons game, but I think if they if they can beat Patrick Mahomes at the way Patrick Mahomes is playing, like, that's a game that sets up for another legacy step for Tom Brady. If that that could be one of the biggest accomplishments that they can actually pull off. That he, has,
2: he has so many accomplishments. The the fact that he's still in the National Football League at the age that he's at
4: forty three. The
2: fact that he has gone to ten Super Bowls. The fact that he's going to 14 championships, I mean, it's just, it's endless. Like, it's endless, endless, endless.
1: There's no doubt about it. It'll be two weeks of talk about Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, but the one underrated fact that's not nearly as sexy or interesting, I think the Bucks defense is going to be what decides the Super Bowl. Can somebody finally stop Patrick Mahomes? And we saw how good the Bucks defense has been so far in the postseason. On the way, once again, we'll take your calls all morning. Hit us up. Brady's greatest accomplishment. Brady left New England. Of course, he still got to the Super Bowl. Is another future Hall of Famer about to follow suit too?
3: How do you not go for it on fourth and goal with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback? Anytime
2: it doesn't work out, you always regret it, right? What does this mean for Aaron Rodgers moving forward?
0: This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin.
4: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet?
0: snap Mahomes goes to a knee the trophy stays here the Chiefs are back-to-back AFC champions and the Super Bowl 54 champions are ready to run it back they are headed to Super Bowl 55 as a road team
1: to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers I guess it's only appropriate that the Lamar Hunt trophy would stay in Kansas City Mitch Holtis on 106.5. The Wolf, you know the deal. The Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl for the second straight year after thoroughly dominating the Buffalo Bills, 38-24 to win the AFC. Of course, you heard Mitch say it's going to be a road Super Bowl. That's, of course, because I'm sure you know the Bucks are going to be the first team to host the Super Bowl. Tom Brady going to become the fourth guy to start a Super Bowl for two different franchises. He's been in a lot of exclusive clubs. But this is a good one, starting the Super Bowl for two different teams. Peyton Manning did it, Kurt Warner did it, and Craig Morton did it way back in the day. And after a pretty quiet offseason, the Yankees have really, really added to their roster here in the last week and a half. They pick up Jamison Tyone. remember last week they signed Corey Kluber and finally locked in DJ LeMahieu. A bunch of prospects are going back to the Pirates. But the Bronx Bombers, like I said, after a very, very quiet offseason, are really gearing up and sport dinner is brought to you by straight talk wireless look we all accidentally damage our phones it happens now straight talk wireless do platinum unlimited plan includes phone protection just 65 bucks a month for unlimited talk text data and more see mobile protect terms and conditions at assureon.com slash straight talk limitations and exclusions apply you know that was key on espn television mm. last night mm. rogers essentially mm. doubled down and said you're right i am going to take some time away i need a little Time away after that particular.
3: Key, you look good. What what kind of suit you had on last night? Key, you had on that that uh, GQ suit. Man,
2: whatever I found in the closet
3: there. Uh, You just got that as a throwaway. I see. No,
2: it wasn't a throwaway. Now it was just put together, right? That's all. You know, just put together, right? A little swaggy.
4: Yeah.
1: We want to get your thoughts on whether this is great, uh, Brady's greatest accomplishment. We'll have that in just a moment. So, fellas, hang on the line. Hit us up, 888-SAY-ESPN, eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. 729 J Key JNZ on Twitter is what you saw yesterday, Brady's greatest one of all. Let's dig into it on the other side with the other quarterback, which there's going to be plenty of questions. The NFL front office insider Mike Tannenbaum joins us on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. All right. Uh, Mike, the brass tax, he signed through 2023. We're speaking of Rodgers here with the $134 million extension. But as we found with Deshaun Rodgers, contracts are made to be broken, and his comments yesterday clearly indicated that his future is uncertain. As a front office guy, how do you see it?
6: Well, it's interesting, guys. We could be in a new era of player empowerment in the NFL, um, which we've never seen. We could be looking at more and more of an NBA model, because this offseason, if Deshaun Watson is ultimately traded from Houston, and if Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, it's really a new era. And, look, it started last year a little bit with Jalen Ramsey, uh, Calais Campbell to a much uh, lower extent, and even another player like Dak Prescott may say, hey, you know what, I don't want to sign another one-year deal in Dallas. So I think it's a fascinating off-season, And to me, the obvious connection for Aaron Rodgers would be the 49ers. Uh, it's no secret when you talk to people around the league uh, how disappointed they are in Jimmy Garoppolo, can't stay healthy, Aaron Rodgers is from Northern California. He's a perfect fit for the Kyle Shanahan system. And to me, that would be the logical landing point. Mike, what
2: did you make of Matt LaFleur's decision to kick the field goal late in that game opposed to going for it on fourth down?
6: Yeah, Key, I I would have certainly gone for it. You have Aaron Rodgers. You need a touchdown anyway. Um, I guess in his mind, he was thinking that we have three timeouts. There's more than two minutes to go in the game. And uh, we could come back down and, and hopefully win it. But um, obviously, that was the last play of the season for for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. So when you have arguably one of the top three or four quarterbacks of all time, you want to put the ball in his hands as many times as possible, and you need to score anyway. And if for whatever reason you don't get a key, they're backed up, and hopefully you get a three and out and get the ball right back. So uh, to me, if you're going to go down, go down with your best player with his, with the ball in his hands.
2: Absolutely, but also if you're going to go down, go down with communicating with your best player and letting him know that you are going to kick a field goal so he could elect to potentially pick another play on third down or even take that opportunity to run with that gaping cavity right there. So when you look at that in a double-down question to you, when Matt LaFleur doesn't communicate or the offensive staff doesn't communicate by letting him know they're going to kick a field goal, what do you say to that as an ex-general manager?
6: Yeah, Key. You know that's one of those things where you want to talk to him. Um, obviously, you're going to wait a couple of days, but somebody on his staff should be talking to him about, hey, are we in four down territory? Because that will affect your third down call. You could even run the ball in third down, uh, even like a plan run, Key, or like you said on the scramble. Because if you have four downs, you're just trying to, you know, make it more manageable. If you're, the whole sequence would be different in a three down or a four down sequence, so if somebody should be in his ear. That could be the. Special teams coach, you know, when you have the head coach who's the play caller, that's a lot to put on one person's plate. So there should be some check and balance or somebody on his staff should be saying, hey, coach, we should be in four down here. You know, we're down eight. There's only two minutes to go. And sometimes you can lose track of that because if you're the play caller key, as you know, you're worrying about down distance, personnel groupings, what you're expecting from them, the play clock. So there should be somebody else on the staff helping out.
3: Mike, in in a season with no preseason – with a pandemic, with it being the first year under Bruce Arians, with Tom Brady getting to the Super Bowl this season, where does that rank in your mind amongst his greatest accomplishments?
6: Yeah, Jay, well, it's right up there. And to me, what's even greater than everything you just said is this was an organization that had not been to the playoffs in 13 years. And what did he do? He created an aura of association, meaning guys like Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette, they all wanted to go to Tampa Bay because of him. So that changed overnight, and that's why when we get more into this Deshaun Watson conversation, I think he'll change the fortunes of any franchise overnight because people want to play with great quarterbacks. And what Tom Brady did was really remarkable. That whole franchise, the transformation of it literally happened the day he signed, and now here they are having a chance to win the title within the first year. It's incredible.
3: You know, I heard Boomer last night say that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of the, the past and the present. And now you have Patrick Mahomes, who potentially is the greatest quarterback of the present and the future, which is was an epic line. What does this say about his legacy for the Chiefs as they were able to kind of cruise past the Bills last night?
6: You know, Jay, Will, if they win the title with this offensive line, uh, you you could put him in the argument of being the greatest of all time. You know, mm. greatness to me in any sport is how you make people around you better. And they're going to go into that game against the Buccaneers with five linemen that are either seventh round picks undrafted. They're going to be missing both of their starting tackles. And we're going to be talking for the next two week guys about, you know, this great pass rush of Tampa Bay. They had five sacks last night on Aaron Rodgers. You have this beat up Kansas city chief offensive line, but Mahomes is so good. He's so fast with the ball. He's so quick minded. He's so twitchy as an athlete. Like he has it all. And when you can overcome that offensive line the way he did yesterday, and, again, if they win the title, um, I just think it puts him into another stratosphere. And that's, to me, going to be the game within the game is how quickly he can react to this really good Buccaneer pass rush.
2: Mike Tenenbaum, ESPN, NFL Front Office Insider, former NFL executive joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Mike, you, Dan Orlowski, and Jeff Darlington picked these two teams to be in the Super Bowl at the end of the year. How does it feel to be right?
6: Key, I really appreciate that. I wasn't sure if we were able to get that plug in there, but I, I appreciate that. So, you know, was that the uh, broken clock is right uh, twice a day, but now my understanding is uh, I think Darlington has the Bucks, and Orlovsky and I have uh, the Chiefs. So, uh, you know, I'm still alive here somehow, some way. But, you know, for me, in all seriousness, I, uh, I thought the Buccaneers would get off to a slow start, as Jay Will referenced, you know, no season program, getting to know each other. But I just thought there was too much talent there. Um, I didn't know they could go up to Green Bay and win. Um, that was truly Herculean what happened yesterday. And, you know, obviously, you know, Matt LaFleur's decision was a factor in that as well. But, um, you know, it's Tom Brady, and it's a really good defense. And, you know, we're talking about the head coaching hiring cycle. I think nobody helped himself more yesterday than what Todd Bowles did. And, and Todd Bowles, to me, Richley deserves to be a head coach in this league very, very soon.
2: I'm sure he'll get passed over just like some of the other ones, but that's a Jeez. whole nother conversation. <laughs> Mike, let me ask you this, though. Being a, a former executive in the National Football League, many trades, many acquisitions, all sorts of things. What we're getting ready to see possibly this offseason is a number of star-studded quarterbacks that will be on the free agent trade block. How does that change things? Matthew Stafford is now going to be available. Potentially, Deshaun Watson is going to be available. Aaron Rodgers is going to be available. Potentially, Matt Ryan is going to be available. Jameis Winston's going to be available. I mean, on and on and on. What does that do to the landscape of richness of quarterbacks in the National Football League?
6: Yeah, Key, it's going to be incredible. And I think I had upwards of 18 teams that need a quarterback. And when I say that, that includes teams like New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Atlanta, where within a year or two, it's clear they'll need another quarterback. And if I was a team because of the pandemic, I'll give you a great example. Trey Lance. Trey Lance is a young, talented player, played one game for North Dakota State. If you told me that we're putting a team together and we could either have Jameis Winston or Trey Lance, I'm taking Jameis Winston. He's had 70 starts to spend a year with Sean Payton and Drew Brees. You know, that's a name that we haven't talked a lot about, but – Given the pandemic, no combine, I'd much rather go with certainty. And that's why I think players like Jameis Winston, Matt Stafford, I think there's gonna be a premium on their value because you know what you're getting. And I think Matt Stafford goes for a low one, maybe a high second round pick. I look at teams like Indianapolis, New England. Um, we're really gonna see, you know, this relationship between Matt Patricia and Stafford, because now that Patricia's back with New England, you know, is that a potential recruiting edge that they could have. So it's going to be a fascinating offseason. But again, to me, it starts at the very, very top. Aaron Rodgers, Sean Watson, Dak Prescott, what do they do?
1: Unbelievable that all those names could be available in some form or fashion. And, Mike, I couldn't agree more. In a world of uncertainty, whether we're talking football or the regular world, the fact that you can go after a known commodity makes the most common sense. We will see what happens as Brady looks for Super Bowl championship number seven on February seven. And Mike was there right at the beginning. Really appreciate it, Mike. Thank you.
3: Thanks, Mike. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you.
1: So, Zooming, they got it right with both teams. I got it right with Kansas
2: City. Do I get a half a point?
3: No. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? No, you don't get a half a point. Everybody in the world called KC Key. Yeah,
1: that's Uh, true. I guess. Hey, Key. you know what I want
3: to say real quick, Zubin? I just find it really fascinating, Key. So I, all the quarterbacks, you may talk about Deshaun Watson, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Jameis Winston. You know whose name you didn't mention?
2: Well, I didn't want to go through everybody, damn, I
3: mean, Jay. But, I know, but Cam Newton. I, yeah, to, I mean. Like, what happens it's, to it's Cam?
2: A, it's a ton of – you got – I mean, think about it, man. You got Cam uh they're just it's just going to be it's interesting right because car can be available to somebody mm. Jimmy Garoppolo falls in there it's going to be interesting and this also will affect the draft you best to believe Zubin, it will affect the draft
1: indeed the draft April 29 30 31 in Cleveland, with so many great storylines percolating, especially if some of those quarterbacks are available, and you would imagine if some of them are, a draft haul would be coming the other way to the teams giving them up. A reminder to tune into Greeny's show, which immediately follows ours on ESPN Radio. Today, Greeny talks about a Super Bowl matchup that he predicted a couple of months ago, not like Mike and Dan who predicted it five months ago.
2: Hey, man, give me my half a point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jay, you're the gambling guy. Give him a point five. And he'll talk to the Hall of Famer, the legendary Dan Fouts from Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin right into Greeny weekday mornings on ESPN radio, 10 a.m. Eastern on many of these ESPN radio stations. We said we were going to go right to the phone calls and we're going to do it. The question this morning obviously is what is Brady's greatest accomplishment? If you've been with us since 6 a.m. Eastern, if you're just joining us again, is this TB12's greatest accomplishment? But we also understand if you're a Packer fan or a fan of the NFL, it's an emotional, frustrating morning because of that fourth and eight call from Matt LaFleur. So we're just going to mix and match. And once again, just hit us up, 8 at 8, say ESPN on TB12. Or if you got a thought on the 4th and eight, I know people want to vent this morning, and we're cool with it. On that tip, let's go right to the epicenter and start with Al in Wisconsin. Al, you're on ESPN Radio. You were in the minority in that LaFleur did what, what you thought was the right call.
5: Absolutely. You need eight points, and you need a stop. If you go for it and you do not get it, you then have to still stop Brady and then you have to get in the end zone twice. By him taking the points, he then allows his defense, which had in the second part of the fourth quarter, played extremely well, get the stop and we still give Aaron back the ball. We've got three timeouts and we also have the two-minute warning. If you go back and look, what happened after the field goal, the Packers still had an opportunity to stop Tampa Bay and give Aaron back the ball. So what he did was not put all his eggs in one basket, but gave them multiple different ways to get eight points and also to get in the end zone only one time.
3: Key, I'm putting all my eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket. I don't care what anybody says.
5: Well,
2: I think I will probably do the same, Jay. Let Aaron Rodgers – I'd live with Aaron Rodgers at the, in, inside the red zone that close, and then I'll put the onus on the defense. But Matt LaFleur made a couple offensive decisions in this game that made you scratch your head, in particular one going for the two-point conversion when you really didn't need to that early in the game. I understand. The, the, the chart says this. The analytics says that. Damn that, man. Kick the PAT. Get that one point because what winds up happening – Is if you don't try to chase that, you wouldn't even be in that situation at the end of the game. You're now chasing points when you miss. And obviously it was a straight strike from Aaron Rodgers to St. Brown, St. Brown act like he didn't know how to catch a football bounces right off his chest. Now you lose that point that you would have had, or those two points that you would have had. So look, it's one of those deals, man, where Matt LaFleur, I understand what he was thinking on the defensive side. But I'd rather have Tom Brady backed up with his back against the the goal line with three downs, and they're going to run the three downs. You could use a timeout, and then you get the ball back potentially at midfield. You got Aaron Rodgers. You go down. You score twice. Now it's a different situation. I just wasn't – I'm not giving the ball – I'm not taking the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands in that – Position. I'm just not doing it.
1: And as Mike Tannenbaum said, obviously putting the cart before the horse here, if there is any sort of movement with Aaron Rodgers, the fact that that could have been his last play as a member of the Green Bay Packers is going to be discussed for the rest Ooh. of time. So we Key, read- I know
3: he's waking up so hot right now. Well,
2: he didn't go, go to sleep. This- you don't go to mm. sleep after those games, Zubin. Mm. Mm. As, you I mean,
1: as you've said before, you've said in your career, after just regular season losses, no sleep, right?
2: Yeah, talk, you toss it and turn and You're trying to figure out where the nearest uh, – I don't know what you might have in a cabinet, wild turkey or whatever y'all drink, but uh, it's, you know, Aaron Rodgers is not sleep. His sleep pattern was thrown off last night. Mm. I can guarantee you that.
1: Indeed. Could have been a devastating moment for the Packers, and could it be the moment that finally makes it seem like Aaron Rodgers is leaving the pack. If you listen to his post game comments, he certainly didn't shut it down. If anything, he inflamed the conversation by saying he and many others on the roster, their future is uncertain. Okay, so we went to the epicenter there with Allen, Wisconsin. Back to the poll question this morning, is this Tom Brady's greatest accomplishment? Back to the epicenter, the old epicenter. Danny in Boston, you're on ESPN Radio. Is what we saw yesterday after 20 years of watching what you did in Boston, is yesterday... Really, his greatest moment.
5: Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Love the show. Um, What's up, D? So, like
2: you said, I uh, you know we, we witnessed Super Bowl Fifty One where Tom Brady and the New England Patriots came down from twenty eight three, and last last night, if you consider that one of his greatest accomplishments, I, I think you got to be wrong because you got a team in, in the Bucks who have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, Antonio Brown, Cameron Bray, even Gronk. Retired, but yet you you can't you can't sleep on Gronk because look he caught that one pass of twenty nine yards. I mean that can't be his greatest accomplishment. No way. He, he's got a team that's already stacked. You put Aaron Rodgers there, he he would have done just probably just the same, if not maybe greater because of his athleticism. So,
3: I mean, those are my thoughts. Are right you there. A, are
2: you a Patriot fan? Die hard.
3: Okay. I right. I respect that.
2: I, I get it. I get it. I respect it's a little, that. It's the hard hurt a little bit. I understand watching watching his old faithful take somebody else to the dance i get it i understand but but it's a it's a great accomplishment but he does have a point as i've been saying the entire time jay when you got so much like I, as i said there's so much on that team that was not in new england he kind of went to tampa with a hot young defense and some nice pieces on the offensive side. You can't take credit away from Brady, but it's not his greatest accomplishment. His greatest accomplishment is coming back against Atlanta in that Super Bowl. And overall, I mean, you can point to so many, but the most recent one to me is the Atlanta Super Bowl victory when he was down by as many points as he was down by. No panic set in. Second half came out, and he just became vintage Tom Brady.
1: Down twenty eight three, and that's exactly what Danny referenced. Real quick, Walter in Richmond, Virginia. You're on ESPN Radio. You got something specifically for Keith? Uh oh, huh? what
2: I do now? Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah,
1: Keith.
0: Hey, thank you for taking my calls, guys. Um, what's happening? You know, what, what's far, up, Walt? What I do? No, nah, it's not even what you did, man. It's it's. You know, I I respect your knowledge of the game. I loved watching you play. So you start my, off my by saying
2: that. That means you don't agree to
3: something. He's about to
2: crush you. No, nah,
0: I. I, I I just think that I think that you're a little a little easy with the compliment for Brady. I I don't think you focus on so much what he's done versus I mean Mahomes definitely is gonna be the, the quarterback of the future. There's no question about it. But the accomplishment that Brady has done throughout his career, endless time after time after time, you can't you can't stray away from that, Keith. You gotta you gotta just focus on the accomplishments he's had. The Atlanta comeback, without a doubt, his greatest accomplishment. He's got all the weapons in the world around him now. He didn't have weapons like that in New England. Yet, 43 years old, he's still the best player in the game. And I just feel you don't give him his due. I respect your opinion. I respect you as a player. But I'm a that's little, how I feel, I'm a little,
2: man. I'm a little lost, though, as I don't give him his due. What, what do you mean by that? I call... I just said that the dude's greatest accomplishment was the Atlanta game, so I'm, I'm a little lost as to what is it that you would like for me to say Brady is. Well, I think you're a little hesitant on calling him
0: the greatest of all time, and his numbers prove that.
2: No, you know what? I don't call anybody the greatest of all time. If you are if you are a listener of anything that I've ever said on anything in platforms I've ever been on, there's only one guy in football. That is the greatest of all time in his position, in my opinion. And that's Jerry Rice. Outside of that, you can have conversations about any quarterback or any other position. Maybe Lawrence Taylor's the other guy. That's it, if you ever listen to me.